This episode of Crappy Madison Podcast is brought to you by Popeye's Chicken is fucking awesome! Are you at a point in your life where you go, when you decide to make a, f- a film, you say, I want to make this film somewhere where I can be on vacation? Yes. And then I said, imagine if we did it in Hawaii, how great that movie would be. And they were like, yes, that's a very artistic idea. I was like, yeah. The reason it's a funny story is because it's a true story. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to the Crappy Madison podcast on the Patreon for Random Movie Roulette. This is the second episode that we've done. We got a lot of great response on the first one, even though it was only a limited amount of people who were able to listen to it, but thank you for all for listening. And now we've got another episode here on the next film in the Happy Madison Cinematic Universe chronolo- chronologically. It is... Little Nicky! Little Nicky is fucking awesome! The it's moment you've all been waiting for! We're gonna do the whole episode yeah, like this! No. God. Uh, I, that's, uh, also, yeah, If you, everybody who makes like the, the stereotype of what oh, Adam Sandler voices, uh, that's, that's what he is in this whole movie. That's, it's not an <laughs> exaggeration. That's his voice in the movie. He sounds like... Me, when I talk to Lewis's dog, I'm like, oh, who's your dog? Who's your cute little doggy? But, but for okay. the whole movie. Yeah. Without further ado, Little Nicky. Meet Nicky. Hello, friend. It's his first day in New York City. After a day like this, hey, can I ask you something? Most people would pack up and head home. But for Nikki, this is a picnic compared to where he's from. Hell. That's a truck, son. Don't stand in front of them. Well, I'll have to take a mulligan on this one. <laughs> now, he's giving Earth one more chance. My name is Beefy, and I'm an old friend of your father's. And this time, there's someone to show him the ropes. Now, kid, put it in your mouth. Oh, boy. He's starting to feel new things. <laughs> I like it better than the gelati. And even make some new friends. Wrap your minds around this, Chicago. I love this song. I command you to spread the blood of the innocent. Oh, my God. Chicago is awesome. <laughs> but the last thing his evil brothers want... I'm calling you out, brother! ...is for Nikki to be happy. You can't make me go back. Of course I can. Forcing him... Release your evil. ...to find some powers of his own. This Coke tastes like Pepsi. You changed a Coke into a Pepsi. That was your big transformation? That was pretty good for my first try. From the guys who brought you The Water Boy and Big Daddy. How can I win? You have something that he doesn't have. A space impediment. Adam Sandler. Never doubt my skill. Little Nikki. Oh, yes! I mean, woof, woof.
Little Nicky was released November 10th, 2000, directed by Stephen Brill, starring Adam Sandler, Harvey Keitel, Reese Ifans, Patricia Arquette, Reese Witherspoon, and Tommy Tiny Lister Jr. It had a budget of $85 million, but only raked in a box office gross of $58.3 million. So unlike our previous movie, Deuce Bigelow, this one... Not really the yeah. box office success that they probably hoped. And this is this is going to be a rarity because a lot of these movies, especially because they're so cheap, are able to just make their money back a bunch of times over. But this one, because it's so bad and also because of how much money they needed to spend on a, like a lot of the special effects made the budget a lot more expensive. And yeah, they it was didn't just... it was 2000s Evan Almighty, really. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that that was uh, the Adventures of Pluto Nash. Oh, Jesus <laughs> okay, so moving on to critics. So Rotten Tomatoes, we have a 22% critic and a 55% audience score. So second film in a row where the audience score is higher than the critic score. Which is probably going to end up being like that. I want I, I need it in writing. Yeah. <laughs> so the consensus, despite the presence of a large, talented cast, the jokes in Little Nicky are dumb, tasteless, and not that funny. And Adam Sandler's character is grating to watch. And when That's they, putting it lightly. And when they put talented cast, I'm like... We'll get to... We, we've already said the names of some of the people in here, but yeah, they're not fucking kidding. When, yeah, no, when I... This I'll, one is, I'll, go, I'll go through, like, the cameos in this. It's unreal yeah. who they got for this. I'd like to imagine some of the budget must have went to that. Yeah, and it's not even just, like the last movie where it's, like, it's just, like, a Happy Madison crew and a bunch of unknowns. Like, no, this is, like, they got some actual people to be in this movie. And they got some fucking yeah. actors. The, the, the too good for this shit is going to be a bit of a toss-up at the end of this. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have my candidate, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> so, um, Metacritic got a 38%. Yeah. So... Just uh, Deuce was, I believe, a little higher. No, this has actually got higher on Metacritic than Deuce Bigelow, uh, but yeah. less on Rotten Tomatoes. So interesting dynamic there. Yep. Very weird. But, okay, best and worst review. The best review was an 80% by Robert Kohler of Variety, who said, Sandler turns the joke around on his detractors and manages to lead a dev devilishly energetic vehicle that contains about as many laughs as his previous features combined. How does he turn the jokes around on his detractors? What does that even mean? What it, the joke's on us because we watched this fucking movie. <laughs> That's what that must mean. And fuck you. I definitely <laughs> laugh my ass off at Big Daddy yeah. a lot more than this. Yeah. Fuck you. The second... Well, so the worst was Robert Wolanski of the Dallas Observer who gave it a zero. And it was a tie for zero, but... This was the more interesting one. The other one just said, it's bad. This one <laughs> says, Little Nicky will define the phrase worst movie ever because it might actually be the worst movie ever. I don't know if I'd go that far. Yeah, that's a little bit of ex extreme. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. It's definitely probably in the top, maybe. It's not even the worst Happy Madison movie that we're going to do. Oh, no, it's not, not at even. All. I mean, you could. But it's fucking You probably bad. wouldn't have been able to tell that. that if you, if, far if, if we were to rank all these movies, which we might do, I we'll do that at this, the end. I would definitely put this like closer to the. If, if top is worst, I would definitely close it closer to the top. Of course I would, yeah. but it wouldn't be at the top. Yeah. Yeah. So do we do we have any nostalgia for this movie? All I remember about this movie when it came out was I was six, but you know after it came out, you know you get the VHS release and it's on cable. All I remember there were kids in school who did that fucking voice all the time, and we're just going freaking awesome, and it was like. My God. Yeah, man, they're they're all working as garbage men now. All the kids <laughs> who did that are all working as garbage men now. So the only uh, <laughs> no offense to garbage men. Yeah, uh, the only. The only other ex exposure I've had to this movie 
is uh, jokes that we'll be stealing uh, for the show on the Laser Time podcast. They definitely made that Popeye's chicken joke. They brought up that scene many times. I think they made a video of all of the product placement in Adam Sandler movies uh, like compiled, and that was certainly one of them. And they and whenever they they bring up Adam Sandler at all, they always have to go like Popeye's chicken is fucking awesome. They have to do the the voice and and do that. So it's like yeah we. We're stealing that, but it's like because well, this is from the movie. It's a joke from this movie. We're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't really talk about the movie without talking about Popeye's Chicken. It's yeah, especially because of how much. I'm pretty sure we're being paid by Popeye's Chicken <laughs> based on how much was in this movie. Oh, Popeye's Chicken, po- Popeye's. Just, just, just. <laughs> if, if if you're listening, <laughs> we'd love to do a brand deal. Call us up. We can do. Uh, We've already got the voice clips. I love that chicken from Popeye's. What is it? Is it that or is it Louisiana? Fa- I don't know. I want to do a brand deal. Um, I will get your logo tattooed on my chest, my back, my pussy, and my crack. <laughs> I am all about that. Hit me up. Yep. All right. Okay. So, so let's describe what the fuck this movie is before about. Before I do that, I'd like to give a shout out to whoever edited the little Nikki Wikipedia page because it's incredibly detailed. Usually before. It's very helpful for us because yeah. we, we haven't watched this movie in at least like two months. And yeah. Some of been, this- no, I think it's been a month. But usually what I'll do is I'll scrub through the movie before. We have notes and I'll scrub through the movie, you know, because we have lives. I can't just sit down and watch. I, I wish I could just sit down and watch all these movies in one go, but I can't. But. <laughs> I go through. I usually scrub through. I don't even have to now. I just have it. Yeah. Somebody went to the went to the trouble to rewrite this entire script on Wikipedia <laughs> and list every fucking cameo and the reception and the soundtracks on here. I, I would it's, like to think that it's not just one person who's contributing. Oh no, to I'd the- like to think it's one person. <laughs> Some someone out there is, is it a, that guy on the YouTube? Oh, chat? maybe we will get to that. Yep. But okay, so story. What is Little Nicky? The poster says it really well. It yep. says, be afraid, be very unafraid. Or be unafraid, be very unafraid. So, what is Little Nicky about? Little Nicky is about the son of the devil named Nicky. And he's played by Adam Sandler. Played by Adam Sandler. So, Satan is his father, played by Harvey Keitel. Yeah, and that, he has that's the first like big mic drop of casting that they got into this my movie. My jaw was on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> he has two brothers. So, there's Nicky... Adrian, played by uh, Reese Ifans, and Cassius, played by Tom Lister Jr. Uh, three sons of the devil. The first two were with a previous wife, and then Nikki is the youngest uh, from a second marriage, and he is not well liked by his siblings. However, he's his father's favorite. As a kid, Cassius hit him in the face with a shovel, which gave him a permanent speech impediment and a broken, messed up yeah. jaw. That's, so that that's, they had to explain why he fucking talks like that. Now, as if the people watching are going to go, why does he talk like that? I wonder why. Yeah, it, it's just really like the movie really needed to invent a reason for Adam Sandler to just talk about, yeah, I'm, I'm Adam Sandler. I talk like this. Yeah, and basically, outside of that, it opens in hell. Hell really Actually, it doesn't. It opens with... John Lovitz. Oh, yeah. No, let's go back a yeah, minute. So the, so the opening movie, it doesn't just open in hell. It opens with Mike. John go. Lovitz is uh, sitting up in a tree, and he's looking through binoculars at a woman undressing. Yeah, so he's and a then, perv. He's yeah. just a fucking perv. And then he falls off the tree and dies, and then he ends up in hell. And then that's our transition to getting into hell, So nice framing, Nice framing device, little yep. Nicky. I, I appreciate that. Yep. Great filmmaking on your part. Yeah. And, but, so, and so, as soon but, as they but, get into this hell, the... The sets and the effects just 
F minus is all around. Oh yeah, no, it's it's this. literally like B- Babby's first Blender project. <laughs> it's really bad, even for two thousand. And I'm not saying like for 2018 standards. I'm saying for like 2000 standards, it's bad. Like you watch Men they in look Black, like, they like Men in Black, you watch and it's not great CGI. But for the time, you're like, yeah, you know, this was good. Yeah, this you is look like at this. Like what? This the is like fuck? this. Look, some of these like creature effects. They look like like Mucinex goblins like from the commercials. <laughs> it's really fucking bad. But the good thing about it is, hell in this movie. Honestly, outside of like talking about it, it doesn't matter. You yeah. you see hell in the beginning. Ninety five percent of the movie takes place in New York City because yeah. it's so cheap. In a pre nine eleven to New York City. Yeah. And I, we were looking at we were on the lookout for it the whole time, looking for the twin towers, and it's not anywhere in the movie. Like I would have expected there to be a scene where Adam Sandler's walking around New York City, and he's like, "Oh wow, look, it's the World Trade Center." Yeah, or, no, nothing. No, but it is in the background on the poster right there. Oh yeah, and so, he's sitting right next to it, giving a smug, uh, yeah, look on his. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that poster anymore. Please, I wonder if Adam they had Sandler to edit, did nine eleven. I wonder, <laughs> Jesus, I wonder if they had to. Um, I wonder if they had to edit that poster after 9-11 happened, like for the VHS release. I mean, it maybe still would have been early enough that they could have. Thanks, but computer. I appreciate that ding. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, going back to the plot, because we're going to just get on conspiracy theories now yep. uh, about Adam Sandler. So <laughs> Satan is getting old. He needs to pick a successor to be Satan. What does he do? Obviously... Nikki's his favorite, so he picks Nikki, even though he's run out of the portal to hell, freeze the portal shut, and go, fuck you, dad, we're gonna cause hell on earth until you change your mind to make one of us your successor. Oh, yeah, and Rodney Dangerfield's in it, too. He's like... Yeah, well, he's, he's the, somebody. He's, he's, he's just... He's, 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 his, he's um, little Nikki's grandfather. He's, um, what's it called? Um, Harvey Keitel's father. Yeah, so, so the whole movie is... Ba- I mean, Rodney Dangerfield, the whole movie, is basically just... Rodney Dangerfielding it up. I feel like, like he just. I feel like he just walked on set one day, and they were just like, "Hey, Rodney's here. Let's shoot some shit." Yeah, it's like know, It's like how that? when people say in Caddyshack, how it's just like him doing just himself. I'm like, no, that's this movie. It's yeah. just like, and it's also definitely like, I, I don't th- believe that they scripted a, a word of Rodney Dangerfield's lines in this nah, movie. No, no. Nah, here's like, here, We're never gonna talk about him again because he bears no importance to the plot. Here's a clip of him. What's with all those hoo-hoo noises? Everything's fine, Pop. Everything's fine. Who are you bullshitting? The last time you said everything was fine, the Renaissance happened. Please, Pop, go back to your room. Hey, can I take him with me? Sure, Pop, whatever you want. Tidhead, go with my father. So basic Rodney Dangerfield yeah, shit. Yeah, I mean, I remember I remember wa- during watching him, I think I thought that, oh, Rodney Dangerfield's being funny. But Oh, it was funny. Don't get me wrong. I love <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield, but why was he in this? I have no idea. Yeah. But anyway, so Nikki has to go to New York with this flask given to him by his father. It, it's a weird plot device. There's a flask that whoever drinks from it gets trapped inside it. So he has to go get his brothers to drink out of this flask. And then return Which I would like to, to imagine had fireball in it, which... Ha, huh, because hell and yeah. there's fire. Huh. No, but yeah, so then he has to go... Because they, they're up, up in New York and they're causing uh, a bunch of... Uh, causing a bunch of problems up in New York. There's like... They're getting preachers to like tell you to worship Satan. And yeah, they're, like, they're basically perso- they're basically disguising themselves as like the mayor and the police and causing hell on earth, pretty much. Yeah. 
And th- so then Nikki has to go up and find them. And then because if not, his father will decompose. You cut back through various parts of this movie. Oh, and, and there's uh, parts where it's like his hands missing and bad CJ. There's one yeah, point, Harvey Keitel is fall- literally falling apart. There's one point where it's just his mouth. Like it's the opening of Rocky Horror. Just his <laughs> mouth. Just <laughs> it's like this. It's like the scene in Toy Story. Toy Story 3, where is, where is, uh, or no, the original Toy Story, where Mr. Potato Head's mouth comes off, when they were like, (laughs) yep, and he's just, and he's just like, toss him over, boy! (laughs) (laughs) That's what his mouth looks like. It literally, but believe it or not, Toy Story looked a lot better. Oh, of course, yes. So, he goes to Earth, we have a lot of, uh, he gets, he, he gets, he he goes to Grand Central, that's how he gets to Earth. Yeah, he appears in a subway, in a subway station in Grand Central, he dies a couple times, gets hit by trucks, runs in the street, has no idea what he's doing. So they give him a guide. His guide is Mr. Beefy, and a he's talking a- pit bull voiced by Robert Smeagol. Or not a pit bull, I'm sorry, he's a pug. A talking pug voiced by Robert Smeagol. A bulldog. Okay. Well, Re- reset. It's a dog. It's, it's a bulldog. I am terrible. I'm allergic to dogs. I don't know the breeds. Yeah. <laughs> but voiced by Robert Smeagol, and he gets to rent an apartment with this guy named Todd, who's played by Adam Covert. I don't know who that... Alan yeah. Covert. And his yeah, his roommate is like a, a film snob, cinephile dude, bro. And in his in his dorm, he has like posters of Blowout and... And uh, the birds. Yeah. Right, and you're just sitting there like, wow, don't you wish... Uh, don't you wish you were watching this right yeah, now? Yeah, I, I, there were some that I'm misremembering, but I definitely remember he probably had like a 400 Blows and a Koyana Scotsy poster <laughs> in there somewhere. Yeah, that would have been the icing on the shit yep. cake for this movie. God <laughs> damn it. So anyway... I mean, I will say at least going for the the deep pulls and not just like Scarface or Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but speaking of Pulp Fiction, Quentin Tarantino is in this movie. Oh my god! So you know you have these crazies in New York City. The end of the world. The end is nigh. Honestly, they're more common in movies than they are actually in real life. But basically, Quentin Tarantino plays a blind pastor. Like, pastor. The end is nigh. And when Nikki walks by him, obviously he senses his evil. He senses and the devil in him, and then he freaks screams out. Screams and he runs freak- around, and, and he and he runs down, and he falls down the stairs of the subway station, which sounds like he's falling off of a Looney Tunes cliff because it's like, as soon as he falls into the subway station, it's like there's stairs there that you would be hitting. Yeah, actually, but- uh, here, here's a clip of it, just a quick clip. Now there's this blind guy outside. You might think is possessed, but he's just crazy. Okay. Yo, Though I cannot see with these blind eyes, I know the good Lord still loves me. He loves all of his children. Why, he loves you. That's And he loves you. Here he goes. You make the Lord very nervous. All right. You be, I'm burning now. Take it easy. Hellfire is burning me alive. He's burning. He's burning me. Ah, the beast is alive. He's among us. Making friends already. Absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) And I would usually hold it against Tarantino. You know, I would usually hold it against Tarantino. But he's done some pretty weird and bad shit, so this is, doesn't come. Yeah, as recently too... that have been that have been announced about him, but whatever. Yikes! We'll, we'll just we'll <laughs> anyway. Move along. So also um, being on, you know, he's never been personified as human before. So little Nikki has to, I call him little Nikki, has to learn how to do human things such as sleep and, and eat and eat Popeye's chicken. Popeye's chicken comes up a lot in this movie because Popeye's chicken, according to this movie, is fucking awesome because Popeye's chicken is the only thing that little Nick would Popeye's eat. Chicken. He loves his Popeye's, Popeye's chicken. Popeye's chicken, Popeye's chicken, Popeye's chicken. <laughs> and in his words, it's... Fresh. Fresh. Awesome. Popeye's chicken. 
Popeye's chicken is fucking awesome. That's all he eats. He sleeps sitting up. It's very weird. Yep. They they literally just had that in there just to get their um, yeah, the product, product placement. placement in. I mean, it's not just there. Like the whole throughout the whole movie, Popeye's chicken pops up. But we'll we'll get to the yeah. big one. But yeah, Popeye's okay. chicken in this so movie in way city. too much. So then in the city, little Nicky meets he meets a girl. He meets Named a woman. Valerie, played by Patricia Arquette. Patricia Arquette. What the fuck <laughs> is she doing in this movie? She plays the typical, like, nerdy, like, glass. You know she's a nerd because she wears glasses. She wears glasses <laughs> and she has her hair in a ponytail and she, like, cares about art shit. Art shit and knitting and shit like that. Yeah. And, and he meets her and she sees past his weird exterior. Well, just like every single Happy Madison <laughs> protagonist. She's like, oh, he's a weird asshole who's stupid and, and, and just and a bad person, but it's like, oh, but he's sweet. No, but no, I he's love not. Him. I think that this is actually a commentary because, like, the women in Happy Madison movies are so dumb that they would even fall in love with the son of the devil. And this movie actually literally has her fall in love with the son of the devil. Yeah, so after that, you know, you know, he's falling. It's actually going pretty well, but then he comes to the first encounter with his brother, Adrian, which is at... A New York Knicks game. No, no, that was the other one. That was Cash. Oh, okay. Adrian was the one when he was sitting out there eating pizza, and he like took over. Basically, he used um, telekinesis. Not telekinesis. He took over Nikki's body and basically told Valerie, "Fuck you. You got a huge ass. I want to fuck you and shit like that," which made her in a PG thirteen fashion. Yeah, in though, a very PG thirteen so. fashion. In fact, here's a clip. Thanks much, Valerie. You know what's nice about you. <laughs> Your juicy heart-shaped tiny. What was that? I I don't know why I said that. I I meant to say that. I've always dreamt about having sex with a gross pig. Can I wash my winky in your kitchen sinky? You're a real jerk. I didn't mean to be. What the? Adrian. <laughs> yeah, you know, very PG-13, early 2000s shit. She gets disgusted, runs away. He gets away, though. He doesn't get him to drink out of the flask. So, boo-hoo. Later on, because every Adam Sandler movie needs to have basketball in it, Cassius, the other brother, is disguised as a referee of a Harlem Globetrotters game, which you couldn't get... I guess they couldn't get a real NBA team, like... <laughs> Who the fuck? You need a ref? Was it, Why? It was the Harlem Globetrotters. Not New York Knicks. Because so, I no, said it New was, York Knicks no, before. No, it was but. the Harlem Globetrotters. Because they. I guess they didn't want to pay for that NBA license. For those of you who don't know, the Harlem Globetrotters aren't a real team. They're a circus. They're a, they're a, they're performers. They do tricks with basketballs. And in New York, you know, it's a big thing. You could go see the Harlem Globetrotters, and they put on a good show for you and your kids. But it's very odd. That, I don't know. No, it, wait, I don't think he was a referee. Because... He was one of the basketball players because in I'm looking at IMDb trivia right now, and apparently the referee was Dana Carvey, and on the, according to IMDb trivia, Dana Carvey for the referee scene broke his ankle while filling the Harlem Globetrotters basketball scene and ended up in crutches. What a horrible fate to befall <laughs> anyone being a little Nicky. Any bones that needed to be broken for little Nicky were not worth it. Yeah, it's fucking bizarre. Jesus Christ, you poor man. Oh my God. He I'm, maybe... I'm also, I'm still on IMDb right now and I'm looking at like the quotes. There's one quote from, from Nicky where he's like, I'm from the South, the deep South. Get it? Cause he's uh, from hell. <laughs> Yikes. That's the joke. I don't even oh remember my. when he said that, but 
I don't even remember he said it. It's so yeah. forgettable. But okay. But anyway, so he's at the game, and we have this big scene where there's like a yeah. It's a Adam Sandler definitely does play basketball in the scene. He dunks. He dunks into the. He basically he's going one on one with Cassius, who took over one of the players. He does a giant dunk into the hoop, which shatters the backboard. Everyone's going crazy. Cassius gets knocked over, and he gets Cassius to drink out of the flask. So he captures Cassius right away. In the in the audience though, there are these two metalheads that see that happen, and they're like, "Oh my god, dude!" They have this really gnarly bro. Well, they have these really weird like accents. I want to say they're like like the, there's some kind of European accent. Like those two those two Family Guy characters who was like, "Oh yes, bro, I was about to bone my girlfriend." <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly what they are actually. Basically, they become his best friends. They're his devoted fans. Yeah. Okay. So later on, he meets back up with Adrian again. He patches it all up, basically explains to her that that he's, he's the son, the of, the son of the devil, and and then, that doesn't end it. She's still okay with that. Yeah, so now and then, everyone's and on. Then she goes, so now he has the whole team. He has Adrian, these two metalheads, his roommate, yeah. the dog. He's got an army with yeah, him. Right and then now. also, when he goes back to uh, to apologize to Patricia Arquette, they go off on like a Superman nineteen seventy eight flying montage around the city. <laughs> I forgot about that. Holy yeah. shit. It's really bad, and the effect is terrible. Oh, yeah. It Clear looks, it looks worse than, than the 1970s Superman movie. Huh? It, I don't know how that was possible. It looks so bad. I mean, that'll be, it'll also be the second movie that we've done on this show that has a flying scene worse than the Superman one, because we did Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, and that scene has a, a flying scene. Is that, that the one with, the, with Sinbad in it? No, that's the, no, that's it's the one with Nuclear Man. Nuclear Man. What's the one with the comedian in Third it? one, the, uh, Superman 3 is Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. Why did I say? Oh, I, I had Jingle on the way. Jingle all the way on my mind. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, back to this shithole of a movie. So, he has the whole army with him now. So, the next day, Adrian is pos- possessed the NYPD chief and accused Nikki of mass murder. So, now he wants everyone to turn on Nikki to... Get him. I don't understand what he's supposed to do there because if you kill Nikki, he just goes back to hell and then he gets sent back and then he gets killed. Yeah, that's that's literally during the climax because they 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 like trap him in the subway station at Grand Central and then like oh yeah they also this is when they also introduce a th- a thing where he has to capture him before midnight or else it locks the or else uh, uh what's it called uh, uh like the transformation will be complete. Harvey Keitel will He'll turn into dust minute. or something. I don't I don't know. See, this movie, it has no, nothing has any reasoning. It's just yeah. fucking, we need a time strain because, yes. Because there needs to be some sort of conflict in this movie. Yeah, because whatever. Otherwise, it would just be us wandering around New York City eating Popeyes. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. Um, so what? where are we going next with this? So uh, he has to capture Adrian, and they have to, they come up with a plan to capture him in a subway station. He doesn't know how to do it himself. So he, you would think he would just go, oh, go ask his father in hell. But his ears fell off, so he can't hear him. Oh, so I they have to that. devise the plan by themselves. So what they do is they're like, okay, we'll catch him in the subway station. Nice and easy. Yeah. All right? So what they do is they have his roommate go down to the subway on the tracks, which pulls them all down, and then they're going to capture him in there. But he discovers their trick, and the stoner dude... Do they turn on him? I, I have a feeling that they, like, turn on him, and they go to the, the, the bad guy. No, no, Is no, that no, a no, part no. that... No, am yeah, I making that up? You, you totally made that oh, up. I'm sorry. <laughs> the stoner dudes are too pure for this world. Yeah. Actually, they are a pretty good part of this movie. I actually kind of enjoy yeah. their characters. But anyway, so Adrian finds out, 
and we have a and he's about big to, uh, fight. And then he's about to kill Patricia Arquette, and then Lil Nicky sacrifices himself to save her. And then when he dies, he goes to heaven. Yeah, because he was a martyr. He went he's, to heaven. Yes, he... And, and then... So who does in, he meet so in, in heaven? So, so in heaven, throughout the whole movie, his brothers have told him that his mother was a goat. That his father fucked a goat and had him, and he believed them. He said, my, my mother's a goat. But here... He actually meets an angel. And the angel's played by Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. And it's not just any angel. The angel is, is his, his mom. mother. And here's, here's a... F- here's the line how they reveal it to you. My mother wasn't a goat. Try an angel. An angel? I'm your mom. Which, holy... the. The nonchalantness of just like I'm your mom, like that literally that I'm made your mom that made us belt out with laughter. We had to pause. I almost threw up <laughs> laughing so hard at that. I for all the wrong reasons, yeah. all the wrong reasons, and I want Reese Witherspoon to be my mom. But also, I want to go back to that poster that I was showing you before because uh, you brought up one tagline. There's also another tagline that's on this poster. It says. If your father was the devil and your mother was an angel, you'd be messed up too. They give away the reveal on the poster. <laughs> Those bastards. They give away. No, I hope someone got fired for that blunder. You know what someone needed to be fired for in this movie was the CGI artists. Man, you guys. So yeah, we, they, we kind of bl- brushed over a lot one of, of these the worst, scenes. One of the worst instances of the CGI is when they uh, bring Adrian down to the subway to try to capture him. He's disguised as the police chief, and in order to undisguise him, you know how they would normally like pull off a mask? He reaches into his own nose and, then, and pulls himself out, and the skin of the police officer that he's disguised as like falls around him. It looks like a fucking PlayStation 1 <laughs> game. It looks worse. It looks like... I, can't, I don't also, even know, dude. I also remember that there was one scene... Where there's a bunch of spiders that all have Adam Sandler's face. Oh, no, no, totally. When, when he's being chased, there's one point where he's being chased by a mob who recognize him after they think he's a mass murderer. He runs away and he, he gets caught in an You know, he does that thing where he runs and he runs down an alley, but it's a dead end, so he needs to get away. He explodes into thousands of little, little Nicky spiders. <laughs> they all have his face. It is the yuckiest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the only way to describe it is yucky. It is yucky. I can't imagine. Just just imagine you're going to squash a spider and it looks up at you and it's got Adam Sandler's like, fucking face. <laughs> That's like something you would find in Australia. Or you're lying on your bed and there's a spider just dangling down and you blow on it and it lands on your face and it goes, Hey, I'm from hell. I'm the son of the devil. No. But so, okay, so then at the end... Uh, so he goes. So he sacrifices himself to save um, Patricia Arquette. Patricia Arquette. And after he finds out that his mom is an angel, we also in heaven meet Carl Weathers as his character from Happy Gilmore. <laughs> another piece of the Happy Madison Cinematic Universe puzzle. God, Put this HMCU place. goes deep, man. Yep. I don't. I, this is getting unreal. Yep. I don't. I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah. So then after that. Nikki has to go back to New York and fight Adrian. He so, goes back to Central Park for the final battle. Yeah, because he's uh, Adrian's about to unleash the Rapture and everybody's gonna die uh, at midnight. So then he has to have a big fight with him. So defeat his brother and then go back to hell to save yep, his dad. The, what he's doing is he's having the Rapture and he's torturing Henry Winkler, who plays himself, which is really fucking weird. Yeah. But anyway, so he goes back to Earth 
and he's ready to fight Adrian. Remember, he has to get him to drink the fucking flask. So what Nikki does is he uses the powers of good that he now has from the angels to fight Adrian. So he starts with his demon henchmen, and what he does is he shoots rainbows at them. He shoots rainbows and, and bunnies and, and good things, and then he shoots Popeye's chicken. A giant bucket of Popeye's chicken, which the demons eat, and it turns them good. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking awesome. I wish I was fucking making this up. The way that Adam Sandler describes to them, he's like, you gotta put it in your mouth and let the meat slide down your throat. (laughs) Like, gross. It is... Way to make Popeye's sound unappealing. Oh, and by the way, the Popeye's chicken also has legs. It has giant chicken legs. Oh, yeah, the bucket has legs, and then it runs away. Yeah, when Adrian appears. So now he goes to fight Adrian himself, now that all the henchmen are gone, okay? So he goes up to him. Basically, they have a good versus evil fight. Adrian shoots something evil. He shoots something good at it. So Adrian will shoot, for example, like... No, no, it's like Adam Sandler. He shoots, like, flowers and grass, and then then Adrian shoots, like, a guy mowing the lawn over Yeah, and then he shoots the guy mowing the lawn, and it turns to a woman with a baby carriage, and then he shoots the baby in the carriage, and it turns to a guy who starts beating the woman up. He shoots the woman, it turns into a little person, and they they fall in love and run away together. It is the weirdest fucking fight I've ever seen in any movie. And then they both get sucked into the flask, and then the flask is just, like, bouncing around as they're fighting. Yeah, because they couldn't bother to spend any more money on an actual fight. I mean, honestly... they shouldn't have spent more money on this movie. You, eighty-five million? That's already like, what are you doing? Like, Wait, eighty? Was it eighty-five? Yeah, we said that at the beginning. <laughs> Holy fuck! It was eighty-five. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, for a fuck. Yeah, it's like good on you. Sp- spend as little money as you need to for the rest of this point. Oh, and then also while they're fighting, Rob Schneider as the "You Can Do It" guy. You can do it. Yeah. Another deep cut into the HMCU. Yep. Which this is- guy is gonna pop up a bunch. And Adam Sandler actually played him in a couple movies yeah, too. Wh- when the one starring Rob Schneider, so yeah, it's Rob an Schneider interesting plays dynamic. Him, yeah, Rob Schneider plays him most of the time, and then in the Rob Schneider movies, Adam Sandler plays him. Yeah. It's weird. I don't. I don't I know like, where did, where did like, he come from. It's like an inside joke that nobody else knows, but Adam Sandler and Rob Schneider. Like, yeah, like where did he? Yeah, I, I want to know where that character came from, and what, what what was the first? Was this the first movie he was in, or was he in like Billy Madison or something? And we didn't see I, it because we didn't watch it. My like, I don't care. Right. <laughs> so they both get they both get sucked into the flask. They duke it out, and then Nikki escapes, kisses Patricia Arquette, which is fucking disgusting. Yeah, his, to look he at. still has his like half mouth open, like, and, it, and he's just it's so gross. It's, I, I feel so bad that she had to kiss him. It's like disgusting. I, yep. And so and then, then it, but then um, Adrian escapes from the flask as I, a bat. Says, you know, you have five minutes before the rapture, and your new god appears. So what does Nikki do? He takes an orb that was given to him by the angels, which throws it on the ground and breaks open, which summons God. And God is played by Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne. And which, then the two metalheads, like, pass out. Yeah. And then Ozzy Osbourne grabs takes the, bat the bat and eats him. Bites the head off the bat because that's what Ozzy Osbourne did one time. And... It, Two things about that. One, the CG on it is disgusting. It's not just he opens his mouth. He has to, like, CGI open his mouth. Oh, yeah. it opens. His mouth opens like a Snapchat filter. It, like, op- takes up his entire face, and he bites the head off the bat, spits Adrian back into the flask, and shuts it. But I just want to talk about this scene because, like, this just tells you the audience for this movie and the time it came out. 
Ozzy Osbourne biting the head off a bat is literally the most recess middle school sh talking shit. It, it's right up there with, yo, did you hear Marilyn Manson got his two ribs taken out so he could suck his own dick? I want to know who started that fucking rumor because it's in the same vein. Meanwhile, Ozzy biting the head off the bat did actually happen. The Marilyn Manson thing didn't. But they're like the same. They come up in the same conversations like all the fucking time. Yep, so then Adam Sandler, he... Yep, so once he's defeated, he needs to go back to hell. So before he does that, though, the last thing he did was good. So he needs to do something bad, because if he does something good and gets killed, he goes to heaven. So he has to do something bad, so he, he unleashes bees on Henry Winkler again. So he throws bees at the fawns. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Patricia Arquette takes a big rock and hits him with it. Before he hits him with it, he looks at her and says, I, I love you. I love you, Patricia Arquette. <laughs> <laughs> hits him in the head, dies, goes to hell, meets up with Harvey Keitel. Saves his dad. Everyone's saved. And, and then, then and then Harvey Keitel says, You know what? You don't have to be Satan. You could go to you could go to Earth. So the whole plot was pointless because if the whole bargaining chip was that the, one of the brothers wanted to be Satan, he could have just let them do that and let Nikki be his own person, and then we would have just ended up at the same spot we were at the ending. But then, okay, so then at the end, him and Patricia Arquette, they're in love, and they have a, a little demon child together. Yeah, and then we have one of those scenes, those post credit scenes where it's like, where this it's is what they're all up to, and Nikki had kids, and the metalheads now took, uh, now live in hell in Nikki's old bedroom, which is covered in heavy metal posters. The roommate, because he's an actor and he's gay, remember? Like, it, it totally isn't gay. Only one person came to see his one-man show because you gotta take him down a peg yeah. because fuck him, right? Yep. Yeah. And so that's the end of the movie. What else do... <laughs> Pretty unremarkable movie um pretty terrible all when around. i saw this movie i'm like god damn how are we gonna make an episode out of this this is fucking hard yeah so so let's like, let's wrap it up let's get our our, our things out of the way okay let's, so first funniest uh, parts is so wait, wait wait well product placement well obviously. obviously popeye's chicken we've been talking about that the whole it, it doesn't even matter there's more product placement in the movie popeye's chicken's the only one that matters there was coke it and pepsi there was a scene where it's like Little he Nikki. has to prove that he's Satan, or yeah. prove that he's... He, he a, has magical powers, so he turns a Coke into a Pepsi. That's 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 his... Yeah, Amazing. And, yeah, and even, even the dog is like, that was your big power? You <laughs> turned a Coke into a Pepsi? And he's like, yeah, I turned a Coke into a Pepsi. Coke and Pepsi, Coke and Pepsi, Coke and Pepsi. And then, beep, 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 beep. Yeah. All right, so... Funniest parts, this one was like, we had, to, we had to struggle to find some things in this movie. So, ours was... Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, yeah, anything Rodney I, Dangerfield. I just said love was Rodney funny. Dangerfield. I even find him like I even he's one of the best parts in even fucking Natural Born Killers. Any movie he's in, I'm just like Rodney Dangerfield yeah, fucking just being, kicks ass. Yeah, and just Rodney Dangerfield just being Rodney Dangerfield is already like a, a level of comedy that's like five times above way a be, Adam way Sandler beyond movie. this movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so then mine uh is it was it was like a, a kind of a passing line. Uh, it happened early on in the movie. We didn't really talk about it. There's a scene. Where somebody says to Satan, he's like, hey, we, we got to shove pineapples up Hitler's ass at 4 p.m. And yeah, then, Mike laughed particularly hard at that. Yeah, just, yeah, th that line. And then they kind of ruin it later on where they actually have a guy dressed up as Hitler in like a maid's outfit, like bend over and have a pineapple shoved up his ass. At that point, I'm like, all right, you're kind of killing the joke. Like just having it as like a nice. Because <laughs> that's what we do on Patreon. We burp and fart into the mics. Because why not? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's how they did. Like they kind of ruined the joke by having it actually having to play out like that. It was funny when it was just like a passing line, but whatever. That's what I got. There was also one guy 
who had who who got who had boobs put on his head. Yeah, uh, Be- Beelzebub had. You see how this just goes to show how insignificant half of these fucking characters are. It, and that's his whole joke throughout the whole movie is just that he has boobs on his head and he keeps touching them. And he puts a bra on it, and it, it's fucking stupid as shit. Yeah. And then your moment, I think. Yes. I'm your mom. Yeah. The, I. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't laughed that, was, that hard at one of these was, movies. That was one of the fu- the the hardest times I've seen you laugh. Watching I was anything, crying. So. I was sc- literally screaming at the screen when that <laughs> happened. I'm not being like sarcastic Tumblr esque, sc- literally screaming. No, I was screaming. Yeah. All right. So anyway, and then cringe part. Yeah, this one. Okay, so the the collective one is like, okay, again, uh, these movies have to have like a gay stereotype character. Um, not just the roommate, but there's also this one other character who we didn't touch on. Because it's totally insignificant. It has nothing yeah, to do with the, the movie. During the scene when he goes to go apologize to Patricia Arquette, he climbs up her fire escape, and then he just sees some some like cross-dressing guy in one of the apartments like looking at him. And I don't know. That's that the was, joke. That was, and he appears later, and they... Yeah, they're making more jokes They make RuPaul jokes, and it's like it's not even funny. Like yeah. They're trying so hard. So it's the same problem that Deuce Bigelow had. So I imagine this yeah. is going to be a... Very rampant problem. No, yeah. Uh, and then for me, uh, if I had to pick a, a, a cringe part for me, is just all of the CGI. Because all of it is not only just, like, bad, shitty, early 2000s, like, quality, but it's also, like, they're just doing gross things. Like, the like when he pulls his, his face out of his nose. Like, that's just gross. And the spiders with his face on it, those... Yucky. That, yeah, yucky. All the CGI is yucky. That's what I have to say. It, it's It's, like I said before, it's... Sub Men in Black. Yep. Sub Men in Black. Bad, not just for today's standards, but for 2000, it was bad. Yeah. And then my cringe part. Again. I'm your mom. Yep. Because <laughs> it was not only hilarious, but it was like. It's like, why did they do that? I Because like I got a strange feeling that Adam Sandler was like, all right, I need someone hot to be my mom. Who could. Just like I was like, hmm, I need to film this movie in Hawaii. Hmm. Yeah. I need. I need a hot mom. Everyone's yeah. going, I want someone to bang my mom. Yeah. It's fucking Ugh. weird and right. gross. So, too good for this shit. We, I gotta, I, before we, this was hard. Yeah, because there were, there were a lot let of me, people. Let me read you this, this, these cameos, all right? Some of them we didn't even get to touch on, but I'll bring it up, all right? So, Regis Philbin. We already, yeah, we already said Quentin Tarantino. So, Regis Philbin, Ozzy Osbourne, Bill Walton, Dan Marino, Henry Winkler, Rob Schneider, which, whatever, yeah. Carl Weathers, John Lovitz, Quentin Tarantino, Clint Howard, John Witherspoon. And also Dana Carvey. We didn't oh, and Dana Carvey. Carvey. Yeah. Dana Carvey. But yeah, and then it's just as far as the main cast. And Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. And the main cast, we've got Harvey Keitel, we've got Reese, Reese Witherspoon, and... Patricia Yeah, Arquette. for me, that's the one. Patricia Arquette. Yeah, we got like, I'm agreeing with you there. The too good for this shit has to be Patricia I feel, Arquette. You know, I feel so bad for her. This is also like probably like two years before she started shooting Boyhood. At this point, I... <laughs> oh my God, you're totally fucking I right. I can't imagine what she thought her career was going to be like. Jesus Holy Christ. Holy shit. Yeah, and that, she went from this to, to starting Boyhood. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Holy yeah, Fuck. and that's also that's kind of what I was just thinking about because she was like at that age where she would have been starting it. It's like little does she know she's gonna be in this like decade-spanning movie that's gonna win her an Oscar, right, like at the same time that she has to make out with Adam Sandler. It's, it's weird like, because I don't know how much they had to pay because before this she worked with Scorsese and David O. Russell and David Lynch, Tim Burton. She was she was a. She, it's not like she was like up and coming Patricia Arquette. She was this is like at in, the height of her career. She like, was in shit. 
Yeah. What? How much? I'd like to think that at least a, a good chunk of that 85 mil had to go to Patricia Arquette's pocket. Yeah, either that There's or no the, way she would have done this. Yeah, that and the CGI, which also, uh, like we said, too much money went, not enough money went to it. But then again, you shouldn't have put more money towards this movie. It's, so let's get out of the way. What are the ratings? I, I, I think last time I gave Deuce Bigelow a four, and this one is significantly worse. But it's still like, we've watched a couple of these since then, and there are there are worse ones to come. But this is still like one of the worst ones. And I'm going to give this movie... Three out of ten Popeye's chickens. Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with you there. Three Popeye's chickens out of ten, and it's not freaking awesome. Yep. It's freaking terrible. Yep. And speaking of terrible, before before we end this episode, so, you had something to show me, right? So, you remember how in the 90s and early 2000s, everything had to have a game. Everything had a shitty platformer game made about it. Happy Madison, most of the time comedy movies, not so much. Not for Little Nicky. Oh, no. Little Nicky has a game for the Game Boy Color. And I'm going to... And we also looked where it's like, this can't be the only Happy Madison movie that has a game. No, it's the only and one. it is. It's the only one. So I have... I'm going to have Mike... I've played this before. It's atrocious. I'm going to have Mike have a go with this at my totally legal and not emulated Game Boy Color right now to play Little Nicky on the Game Boy Color. So this is uh, technically the first episode of the Crappy Madison Let's Play. So if you enjoy it... It's also going to be the last because, as we said, there's no other games based on one of these movies. Well, maybe we could do something else. So if you like it, let us know. We'll be be Let's Players for a living. We'll sell our souls... Yeah, sell our souls to the Game Grumps. But anyway, Mike, I'm going to let Mike take this... um, as I pull this up, and then, Mike, let's hear what you think. Oh. Oh, so, so the game's already starting out very accurate to the movie of John Lovitz climbing up the tree to look at the woman. Um, he's taking pictures. And I'm sorry that you have to listen to this audio garbage. And I'm not talking about the show, but... Showtime. Rough day at the office, Mrs. Dunleavy. <laughs> it's literally the script. You'll feel better once you get into some sweat, some sweats. <laughs> this is very. Oh, she's taking her shirt off. She's taking her. Yeah, tits, tits. Up, oh, the kid shot him with a slingshot, and he falls off the tree and dies, just like in the movie. X. Yeah, let's skip this. We get, we get the gist of it. So he's going to hell now. Oh my god. We like to pretend we're horny little birds, do we? What? What? I'm John Lovitz! Alright, so we're in hell. Little Nikki, press to start. Alright, so I'm in little Nikki's room, and he looks like Quasimodo. Hello, Nikki. Hey, Jimmy, when the house is rocking, don't forget the knocking. Your father wants to see you in the room. Same thing, Jimmy, right after I finish recording my Sonic Metal Mix. So what is oh. it? It just cuts right to the next scene, okay. No, it's music. Yeah. Alright, so now they're... Alright, we're going through the plot of the movie, I get it. Let's just skip all this shit. There's no way to skip... Can I, I want to play the game. <laughs> oh, God. 
Alright, so they go through the portal. And now I'm little Nikki. I walk up the stairs. Jesus has a longer opening than a fucking Metal Gear Solid game. Alright, up. Uh, okay, so this is jump. Alright. I mean, I will say that the animation, they they perfectly captured Adam Sandler's walking and his mannerisms. I don't know what to do. Where do I go? How do I get up there? Alright. Oh my god. How do you get up there? There's no way to play this game. I think we're done. I'm done now. I can't do this. We're done. Alright, that was the end of the Happy Madison. Alright, let's, yeah, let's quit. Select an A. Alright, so that was the end of that fucking horse shit. So and, yeah, and that's the end a, of this horse shit. It's one of those where the fuck do I go kind of games where it's like the first level. It's like, well, fuck you. You yep. lose. <laughs> Alright, so that was the end of that bullshit. And it's the end of this bullshit also. It's the end of the second episode of Happy Madison. I mean, Crappy Madison. That's the name Mike, of the show. would you want to get us sued? Are you fucking yep. kidding me, I, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've said Happy Madison many a times on this show. We're not calling our shit Happy Madison. It's Crappy <laughs> yes, Madison. It's cr Get it right. I do. Adam Sandler has we lawyers. We don't have the lawyers. Adam Sandler has lawyers like you wouldn't fucking yep. believe. I do yep. not want to deal with le a legal battle over a fucking podcast. Yep. Jesus. <laughs> That's the end of this episode, and our next episode is going to be on Joe Dirt. Oh, boy, Joe so Dirt. So get excited for that one. It'll be out whenever the fuck we can yeah when so, we can we'll release joe dirt and uh in closing until, until, until then, then enjoy this i'm mike i'm anthony popeyes popeyes please popeyes, please popeyes. please fucking please please I'm, I'm serious about that brand deal please just just give us the brand deal i will i will do anything for your chicken <laughs> okay goodbye <laughs>